Welcome to the Big O Show. Hello and welcome back to the Big O Show podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Anka. This is your midweek sports update. So starting off in the NFL, uh, one of the biggest uh, buzzes over social media this past week was the NFL's release of the top 100 players in the NFL voted on by players. Now, there's obviously a lot of controversial names uh, either put on the list or not put on the list. But in my opinion, it's all just fun and games for the, uh, you know, build up to the regular season or what we hope is a regular season, right? Um, If you take a look at the list from last year to this year, obviously the list has changed a lot. You can see the difference that one year makes. Last year, you go from uh, a player being unranked to the number one player on this top 100 list. The previous year before that, in 2018, you go from a player being unranked to the number four player on this list. So there's obviously a lot of change. I want to give you guys the list of uh, 2019 and then 2020 so you guys can compare and see for yourself just how much uh, this list changes. So in 2019, the number one player was Aaron Donald. Uh, The number two player was Drew Brees. The number three player was Khalil Mack. The number four player was Patrick Mahomes. The number uh, five player was Todd Gurley. The number six player was Tom Brady. The number seven player was Antonio Brown. The number eight player was Aaron Rodgers. The number nine player was Julio Jones. And the number 10 player was Von Miller. Obviously, you look at guys like Todd Gurley, who is uh, dramatically regressed, and uh, Antonio Brown, who's actually not in the league uh, anymore, but we'll get to him a little bit later on in this segment. Uh, now, fast forwarding to the 2020 list, uh, the number one player as voted on by the players was none other than Lamar Jackson, which wasn't a huge shocker except for the fact that he obviously did not produce and uh, lead his team to a Super Bowl, but nobody can argue the kind of uh, stats and season that he had in the regular season. So now we just need to see him take that next step. Uh, to actually win in the postseason, which I think he'll have a good chance to do in the AFC this year. Uh, Number two was Russell Wilson. Uh, No debate there. He is a really, really elite quarterback. Number three is still Aaron Donald. So he just dropped off from number one to three, so not a big jump there. Uh, Number four is Patrick Mahomes. He is still number four. Um, It's hard to make an argument. I guess you could flip him with Russell Wilson. Uh, but we got to see it for multiple years as we have with Russ. Uh, Number five is Michael Thomas, the uh, stud standout wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Number six is Christian McCaffrey, the uh, hybrid running back wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, kind of a do-it-all guy, uh, Swiss Army type, um, very elite running back, and uh, just got paid as such this offseason. Um, Number seven is tight end George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, if you uh, watched the Super Bowl and any of the playoffs last year, you saw how dominant of a uh, playmaker he can be and has been actually since he's been in the league. Uh, Number eight is uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who was formerly with the Houston Texans. But if you guys remember, he got traded in the offseason for basically a bag of peanuts to the Arizona Cardinals, so now he'll be catching passes from Kyler Murray. So uh, look out for a dynamic offense uh, this upcoming year, I think, with the Arizona Cardinals 
Cliff Kingsbury, you know, in his second year, his system, Kyler Murray's second year in the pros, who had a really good rookie year. Now he's got a, another weapon there uh, in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, ninth on this list is uh, Gilmore, a DB from the New England Patriots. Uh, he was hands down the best defender, arguably the best defensive player in the uh, league last year. Um, obviously, some people are biased towards Aaron Donald and how dominant he is on the D-line, but uh, no debate there that Gilmore is a, a stud in the secondary. And then number 10 on this list was Derrick Henry, the running back for the Tennessee Titans. And uh, same thing, if you watched last year at all, there is nobody that really wanted to tackle Derrick Henry head up uh, and straight on. I mean, who would? You know, who in their right mind would want to tackle him? He's 6'4", 250, running a 4'4", 4'5". You know, he's a freight train. So good luck tackling that guy. So anyways, um, that was uh, just something I noticed. A fun little list. You know, you can hear those names, pick out those names for yourself and kind of see um, what you think. One more quick rundown. Uh, Lamar Jackson, one. Russell Wilson, two. Aaron Donald, three. Patrick Mahomes, four. Michael Thomas, five. Christian McCaffrey, six. George Kittle, seven. uh, DeAndre Hopkins, eight. Stephon Gilmore, nine and Derrick Henry 10. So that's the 2020 top 100 players list by NFL.com, voted on by players. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, Antonio Brown, right, bringing him back up. I think what's uh, newsworthy about this, obviously um, there's no doubt that he is a tremendous talent or was a tremendous talent, you know, being a six-round draft pick, uh, playing all those years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and being the kind of stud player that he was, but he can't uh, keep himself out of trouble. You know, he had since been traded to the Oakland Raiders, uh, was cut and then picked up by the uh, New England Patriots and then was cut again after um, several off the field issues. Um, Well, why it's important, he's, uh, you know, kind of just been left out on the street, for lack of better words, you know, hasn't been signed, hasn't been dealt any disciplinary actions. You know, that's why the Patriots cut him. They were afraid that he was going to be suspended for half a year, a full year, you know, whatever. Um, So they kind of cut bait before um, they found out that punishment. Well, I think what's uh, interesting is, you know, this whole offseason, he went through a spam where he said, oh, he's officially retired. Now he's not. You see videos of him running routes uh, during this whole COVID pandemic. Uh, with Russell Wilson at his house. I've also seen that apparently he's been working out with Lamar Jackson in this offseason. And a lot of these uh, quarterbacks, you know, are lobbying for um, A.B. because they realize, you know, what he once was. And maybe they think that they have a strong enough personality or kind of control in that locker room that they could absorb his personality and they could, uh, you know, make it work. Well, anyways, he officially... um, it got announced. Sorry, it officially got announced by the NFL that he will be suspended um, for the first eight games of the 2020 uh, regular season. So, why I think that's important? Obviously, I think some teams was it Baltimore, um, was it the Seahawks, or was it another team? I don't really know. No one knows yet. Those names haven't come out. But um, I think it's noteworthy, or at least I think there's um, some type of connection between teams inquiring about Antonio Brown to the NFL. And that's why this punishment has officially come out. So uh, keep an eye out for Antonio Brown and a team looking to sign him. If not, um, by the start of the season, probably a couple weeks in, if there's a um, pandemic, um, if there's a COVID outbreak or a team's kind of on the verge or on the hinge and they need to add a splash of excitement or um, 
uh, talent. Also, uh, in other big news, it was announced that there would be no fans in the Raiders' new $2 billion uh, stadium. Kind of looks like a Death Star if you saw pictures of it so far. Uh, nobody knows if we're going to have fans in the stands at all this season. Uh, you know, like I said on uh, last week's episode, I believe, uh, the Jets and the Giants already came out. The governor of uh, New York already said there can't be any spectators for any uh, sports or concerts uh, for this season. Um, so that would obviously include the NFL season. Well, now uh, Las Vegas came out and said pretty much the same thing, uh, which is a big bummer because the Raiders can't uh, premiere this awesome state-of-the-art, uh, like I said, $2 billion stadium. So they'll have to prolong it at least uh, for next year or uh, potentially if they made the playoffs, you know, they haven't come out and said anything about 2021, um, January, February, you know, how that would look. So we'll see. Uh, kind of a bummer, like I said, but not um, unexpected by any means. Last thing I want to touch on in the NFL is uh, the opt-out period. If you've uh, heard, the NFL is uh, kind of in a legal battle with the players' union, um, giving players an option to opt out of the season and not be penalized and still receive a portion of their paycheck for this upcoming season. If they have a valid reason or valid concern of the virus, you know, they want protection, they need they need help with something. Um, and they have until tomorrow to officially opt out for the 2020-2021 season. So um, that is obviously very, very close, less than 24 hours away. Um, notable players so far that have already opted out uh, you look at star linebacker for the uh, New York Jets, C.J. Mosley, has opted out, citing virus uh, protection and not wanting to participate in the season due to the virus. Um, you also have uh, Bears defensive tackle Eddie Goldman, Chiefs running back Damian Williams, Patriots uh, tackle Marcus Cannon, safety Patrick Chung, linebacker Deontay Hightower, fullback Dan Vidal. Uh, the Packers have wide receiver Devin Funches. The Vikings have defensive tackle Michael Pierce. So not a whole lot of um, household names by any means, but still um, the list I'm sure will grow uh, in the next 24 hours or so. So something to keep an eye out for. Uh, obviously, the uh, Patriots so far have a total of five members of their team that have opted out. And of that, I believe uh, four of those are starters. So that's another huge uh, void for them to fill on top of already trying to replace uh, the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. So like I said, it'll be interesting to watch uh, that over the next uh, day or so. Before we jump over to the NBA, I want to take a quick break and tell you about the free Anchor app. Thank you for tuning in to the Big O Show podcast. And if you're interested in making a podcast like I did with the Big O Show, let me tell you about the free Anchor app. It's the easiest way to make, edit, and distribute a podcast today. You can do it on your phone or your computer. And like I said, Anchor handles all of the distribution for you. So it puts your content out on every different outlet. So you don't have to worry about that. All you have to do is worry about making your podcast. They handle all the hard part. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, welcome back. Jumping into the NBA, um, they have increased uh, the insurance uh, to $2 million for COVID. Uh, that's in full swing. Like I said, players want protection. So far, in my opinion, it's been the smoothest sailing league 
uh, thus far since sports have returned. Uh, the NBA, if you haven't heard, is doing a bubble in uh, Orlando in the Disney-wide world of sports uh, complex there. They have players getting tested daily, and they're not letting them outside of the facility or outside of uh, the Disney complex. Obviously, they can go fish, they can golf. It's kind of fun uh, to watch. If you follow any of them on social media, they post a lot of uh, fun videos because they're uh, you know, stuck in this bubble, so to speak. But there hasn't been an outbreak, and there's been a quali- good quality product of uh, basketball on TV and uh, some some fun entertainment, like I said, um, for the players and for the fans at home. But the $2 million uh, insurance uh, was just something that the players were really uh, hoping to uh, push for, and the NBA has finally catered to the players, uh, which is no surprise. Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver uh, is a very player-friendly commissioner and will do anything he can for his players, uh, opposed to other commissioners who are usually... uh, owner friendly you know they're out to help the owners of the league and not necessarily the best interests of those players in the league uh, ESPN is getting burned again by betting on the Zion Williamson experience uh, if you remember at the beginning of the season pre-COVID pre-pandemic and all that uh, there was obviously a huge buzz surrounding Zion Williamson you know he's been probably the biggest prospect um, if not the biggest one of the biggest since uh, LeBron James Back in 2003, uh, coming out of the University of Duke, obviously there was a big buzz. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans drafted him right, and uh, ESPN went all in, put all of the first uh, front load, front half of the uh, season. They had him on premier uh, primetime games because everyone wanted to watch Zion, right? If you watch college basketball in 2019, you know that he was must-see TV. So ESPN's trying to do the same thing. What happens? Well, he uh, tweaks his knee in uh, the preseason, the summer league in Las Vegas, and he has knee surgery. So uh, there's no Zion to start, and ESPN's stuck with all these primetime games with a Pelicans team that is still very, has a good young nucleus, but doesn't have Zion. It's not going to sell any tickets. People aren't going to watch it. Uh, Why do I bring up something that started way back at the beginning of the season? Well, like I said, they got burned twice, and here's the second burn. Well, ESPN uh, front-loaded the first eight games of the uh, Pelicans uh, bubble. Well, inside the NBA bubble, remember they invited more than the uh, amount of teams that would make the playoffs. They only have 16 teams that'll make the playoffs. They end up bringing 20, 21 teams. Uh, Everyone assumes it's because the NBA and TV partners want Zion in the playoffs. Well, what happens again? Zion has a family emergency to no fault of his own from what I've heard. Um, understand that, take care of your business. Uh, Well, he comes back, he's on a minutes restriction. So they uh, don't win the first two games. He's playing 10, 15 minutes a game and it doesn't look like they'll make the playoffs, which isn't the end of the world. But, you know, a lot of people wanted to watch Zion play and obviously they're not getting what they want. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, ESPN tries to push the narrative and NBA tries to push the narrative of Zion Williamson going forward in the next season. Um, The games, like I said uh, before, are very exciting. You know, there are eight seeding games. We're about halfway through all these games. Uh, The playoffs start, I believe, on August 17th. Um, What they're doing, remember, is trying to uh, basically get these teams prepped and ready. Um, The top eight seeds from each the East and the West will make the playoffs. Um, And if the ninth seed is within four and a half games of the eighth seed, 
what they'll do is have a one-game playoff for that eighth and final spot, trying to give that March Madness feel. So um, it's exciting stuff, and the games have been good quality product. You know, defense is optional inside the bubble. If you've watched the games, there have been a lot of high-scoring games, a lot of high-scoring players, you know, scoring 30, 40, 50 points, but uh, live sports, so it's hard to complain too much. Jumping over to uh, Major League Baseball, um, you had a relief pitcher for the L.A. Dodgers. Joe Kelly gets suspended for eight games uh, for throwing uh, in the direction. Can't really say at the head because he didn't hit a player, but at the uh, in the direction of the head area uh, for two Houston Astros players um, over this past week. Uh, like I said, he got an eight-game suspension, which would be equivalent to a 22-game suspension um, if this was a regular season, uh, traditional 162-game regular season. Why do I bring this up, you may ask? Well, obviously, the Houston Astros got accused of and um, admitted to uh, cheating to get to the World Series or in, um, in the World Series itself. They uh, played the Los Angeles Dodgers in some of those games, and uh, what a lot of people thought was going to happen in a regular season this year um, was uh, a lot of these Houston Astros were going to get beamed by a bunch of opposing pitchers as one of those unwritten rules in baseball to try to correct and enforce some type of law, right? Uh, this was the first pitcher to kind of go at some of those players, you know, and he obviously cites control issues as an excuse as to why the ball or the pitch uh, ended up in that vicinity. But uh, why it's noteworthy also is the first pitcher to kind of get suspended for this whole cheating scandal. Now, obviously, he did not cheat Joe Kelly for the Dodgers, but he was retaliating because the Astros cheated. Uh, why did the Astros not get uh, in trouble? Well, their manager and their GM got fired. The players were given immunity as long as they contributed and helped with the investigation, which they did. So interesting headline, like I said, um, in baseball. You also had a couple other games get suspended. Uh, most noteworthy, the uh, Cardinals and the Tigers had a four-game series that was postponed due to 13 members of the uh, Cardinals testing positive. Um, I think this is going to be a constant thing that not only baseball, but the NCAA and the NFL are going to have to uh, deal with because they're not in this bubble, like I said, that the NBA has produced. It's very costly, um, but the NBA is committed. And uh, like I said, it seems to be working. So we'll see um, how many teams are going to actually be able to get to 60 regular season games. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot. What I think it's going to be, what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to come down to a win percentage opposed to a true uh, win-loss record. Because if you have some teams that have 48 games instead of 60, obviously um, it's not fair to let a team, you know, maybe go 52-8 and eight and another team uh, go 40-8, and eight, uh, the ratio is obviously not the same. Uh, you did have the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manford, come out and say that, uh, you know, we're going to keep playing and that I'm not a quitter and implying that the MLB is not going to quit and, uh, you know, calling out the players to do their part to uh, follow the rules whenever they're not being watched. Obviously, don't go out and about and don't jeopardize uh, the possibility of the season, right? I know there's rumors, there's nothing confirmed so far, but uh, what happened with the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins, um, there was rumors that a bunch of those players were going um, out and about in Atlanta when they were in Atlanta and uh, the night before, the night after the game, 
uh, and that may have caused some of this spike. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that's uh, proved false. But nonetheless, the commissioner of baseball is putting on the players to kind of police themselves um, and try to push this forward. And last but not least, jumping over to the NCAA, um, listening to Pete Thamble of Yahoo Sports, um, he has uh, mentioned that the NCAA and most of these uh, big conferences, you know, the Power Five conferences, are using this push-push-hope method. What does he mean by that? Well, a lot of them are trying to push the season back, push the season back, and hope that they can make a regular season happen. So we'll see what comes of that. Uh, some people... Uh, obviously think the opposite smaller conferences are using this time this advantage you know the non-power five conferences are using it um, to go ahead and start their season on time that way they get a month buildup where they're probably going to have more eyes on them because they're going to be playing right Um, I don't care who you are if you're really starving for football and there's a football game you know September 5th um, you know or end of August even you're going to watch those games opposed of waiting till the end of September. So you had the Sunbelt Conference come out and said uh, that there'll be eight uh, conference games and they'll allow their teams to play up to four non-conference games if they can. Like I said, most leagues have come out and said that they won't. Um, I know the Sunbelt Conference had several games mixed in with the SEC. Obviously, those games have been canceled, but um, some of these lower conferences, you know, Conference USA, and like I said, the Sunbelt Conference may be able to work out some type of agreement so they can play um, those as their non-conference games. But um, the Sunbelt Conference came out and said that they could even start as early as August 25th and 29th, which is usually a dead week. Um, but they're going to let the season start as early as then. They haven't released an official date of their new or revised schedule, but that's the plan. They can start as soon as August 25th or the 29th but it uh, most likely looks like that Labor Day weekend. Also, you had the uh, Big Ten send out letters telling all 14 members that they can't start camp until uh, they are told to do so. You had the Pac-12 officially announcing that they're going to start their games on September 26th, and their conference championship game will be on December 19th. Uh, The SEC came out and said the exact same thing. They're going to start on September 26th, and play their SEC championship game December 19th. Uh, Notre Dame officially adapted and uh, joined the ACC schedule um, for this one season. So they're going to play 11 games through the ACC. Now, if you know Notre Dame, they're an independent. They do uh, heavily favorite an an ACC affiliate, but they're unaffiliated because they want to have their own rules, their own guidelines, and not abide by necessarily what everyone else does. Um, But this year, they will join the ACC and play an 11-game football schedule. And in other news, you had ESPN come out and announce the new Monday Night Football uh, booth featuring uh, Steve Levy, Louis Riddick, and Brian Greasy. Now, what's noteworthy about that, uh, why I bring that up, Steve Levy is a uh, commentator, usually in college uh, sports, but he's a very good commentator. He's also an anchor on ESPN. Uh, if you if you Google search him, I'm sure you've seen him before at events. He covers a lot of stuff and has been with ESPN forever. Now, Lewis Riddick is a former player. Uh, he played in the uh, 90s all the way through, I think, 1998. He's also worked as a scout and a director of player personnel with the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think he'll add a new uh, perspective, a new um, 
outlook on a couple different things. And then uh, Brian Greasy is also a former uh, NFL quarterback. So you get a good mix of uh, personality, but you don't have that one dominant, you know, household name. But I think it'll work. Obviously, um, you know, time will tell, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, also, you had, um, also you had um, the XFL who recently filed for bankruptcy due to the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. You know, I kind of think it was gonna work. It looked uh, entertaining. It was a good quality product. They ended up filing for bankruptcy, and uh, and as of Monday morning, it was announced that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and two other uh, groups or two other people were going to buy the XFL uh, league for $15 million. Uh, the Rock being a, a former Miami Hurricane football player, bounced around the CFL now and... Uh, and a professional wrestler and a household uh, name as a movie star uh, thinks that he can make it work, thinks that this spring league could be successful. Obviously, he wouldn't have invested that amount of money uh, in it if he didn't think so. So uh, something to watch going forward. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about, I didn't end up talking about last week, um, uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson agreed to uh, fight on September 12th in Los Angeles. Now it's an exhibition fight. Uh, they can't knock each other out and they're gonna wear uh, 12 ounce gloves. I've even heard other things that haven't been confirmed yet, but like if another fighter starts to bleed, they may end up start stopping the fight. Uh, these fighters are uh, in their 50s. I think uh, Mike Tyson's you know, 54, Roy's 51. So you don't wanna see anybody get hurt, um, but if you grew up watching uh, boxing, you know the greatness of uh, both of those fighters and uh, it'll be exciting to see them uh, one more time so that just about does it for your midweek sports update as always i want to encourage you guys uh, to go out there and have the best day of your life thank you for checking out the big o show and if you have not done so already please rate subscribe and share it with a friend you can check out the big o show every monday and wednesday uh, for a Monday morning motivational message and a midweek sports update on Wednesday. Also check out the Big O Show Facebook page for news updates, information, and uh, surprise interviews along the way. Thank you for your support and I'll talk to you guys soon.